0: You are Locked On Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Heat Nation. I'm David Emile, the host of Locked On Heat, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Please make sure to follow the show if you haven't already, wherever you listen to podcasts, to get the latest episodes Today's episode is brought to you by Michelin Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in this episode. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different, but one that kind of feels important given the current state of affairs around the Heat Nation, Tyler Hero. A lot of attention being put on Tyler at just 21 years of age, Uh, unbelievable to consider that there is this much attention, focus on Tyler and whether he fits into the Miami Heat role model and whether or not he can adapt and continue to be the player uh, some people thought he would be. And there's one quote in particular that's being aggregated, the aggregator's god. I I look, I made a point about this yesterday but it's the off season for 28 other teams other than Phoenix and Milwaukee and so aggregation mode is in full effect don't take that shit seriously like you have to stop right now one quote will be taken out of context run down through one watered down website like Clutch Points or HeatNation.com or one of these other aggregators, especially even a bigger one like Bleacher Report, they'll take one quote out of context, water it down to the point where next thing you know, it has no meaning, no basis, no understanding of what was really intended or was meant to say. And next thing you know, it's going to be spun into whatever angle draws the most clicks. Why? Because clicks mean advertisement dollars. Hell, I've done this. I've written for these sites before in the past. I'll be honest with you. Not the proudest moment. I am a writer, first and foremost. And I love telling stories with my words, which is why I like this venue, this format of a podcast podcast. But as a storyteller, as a writer, sometimes you also have to pay the bills. And sometimes writing that story is, hey, five reasons why Tyler Hero is most likely to get traded. I get it. But take everything with a cream of salt. Give them the clicks. I don't care. It's not my money, one way or the other. Advertisements want to throw money at clutchpoints.com. That's up to them. But at the same time, if you want to start spreading this kind of misinformation via Twitter, then just understand that you're adding to a problem that doesn't really exist. There is no problem with Tyler Hero within the Miami Heat organization. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that, and I'll explain that more in the last segment of today's show. But first, that quote that's got everybody's, well, everybody in a twist, let's say. Uh, This is from Bam in a bio. Just last week when he spoke to reporters at FTX Arena uh, at the Heat Youth Camp, he was asked about Tyler Hero, who was added to the Select USA men's team and will be competing against Bam and other Olympians Uh, later on this summer. Of course, they're going to be coached by Eric Spolstra. He was asked about that. And I guess he was specifically asked about what he thought Tyler would add or learn from the experience. I can't exactly recall what the question was. But look, let me format it this way. Let Let me frame the responses this way. All of these players have to learn how to be polished. Why? Because of exactly what we're talking about. One little snippet of information, one misspoken sentence or phrase or anything like that can be taken completely out of context. I feel for players. Why the hell do you think, a, a, a again, a site like the Players' Tribune exists if not for the fact that, look, I'm tired of Barry Jackson or Ira Winderman or anybody in Miami taking my words and putting them out of context? So why not be able to tell these words myself in a way that I can frame them appropriately where I know these are exactly my thoughts and this is how I meant for them to be spoken or utilized or put out there for the general public consumption. So for a guy like Todd, uh, for Bam, excuse me, at just 23 years age, already with 4 years of NBA experience, he still has to be somewhat polished. He has to learn exactly how to say these things, but he's giving answers that are he somewhat can't. And why? Because what's he going to say? Oh, I I, mean, I want that Tyler motherfucker to do this, that, and the other. He can't say that. Not with a million kids out there just 10 feet away and a group of reporters standing in front of him. There's not. There's only so much he can say can't cut loose like that. I've been in locker rooms. i talk talked to these guys. I know how it works. Like, we understand. We take these players and we expect them in the heat of a moment after a game where they've just been busting their hump for two and a half hours to deliver a polished a- answer. You know, or to avoid using profanity. And we all act aghast when Shaquille O'Neal drops an F bomb in the middle of a post game interview and he has to be reminded that this is a live conversation. He doesn't give a shit. He's exhausted. Like, you know, think about anybody else going through that kind of marathon of a workout. And again, it is a marathon where you're running miles and miles and miles of activity during the course of what's 48 minutes of gameplay, but in reality is almost two and a half, three hours of actual exercise and, and, and work and everything else. And then you're supposed to just answer a reporter calmly. And I'm like, well, you know, let me put on my smoking jacket, grab my my, my, my Mearsham pipe here, and adjust my horn-rimmed glasses so I can answer you more appropriately. This isn't masterpiece theater. This is an NBA game. This is an NBA locker room or a post-game scrum. These guys are pissed off. They're sweating. They're like a million lights on them. They have to answer a question. Even in the situation that Bam was in last week, he's delivering, again, a canned response. So what's the quote? He'll get the chance to go against the best in the USA. So I feel like that's one of the biggest things that he can get. And obviously, like getting to watch, you know, people's work ethic and how they go about their professional business. That's the quote. So how do we all take this? How does Heavy.com and Clutch Points and other aggregators take this? Oh, shit. Did Bam just insult Tyler Hero? Did he just call that motherfucker's work ethic out? Did he just call him lazy? Does he just say that Tyler's going to get traded? I, I, am I am I insane here? Like, what the hell is going on? How would you take a quote like this, so benign, and spin it into thinking, oh, man, Bam just ripped his teammate? I, I Googled. Google it for yourself. Put me on the spot. Challenge me, if you will. I Googled Bam at a bio, Tyler Hero. Because I didn't know where this shit story had come from. And I wanted to see if there was some new added context to whatever benign quote he gave us last week at FDX Arena. So I'm I'm curious. I'm like, well, did he speak to somebody off the record and just got misspoken or mispublished or something like that? So I Googled, Bam at a bio, Tyler Hero. First line that comes up low key throw shade at teammate Tyler Hero. It's like, low key. There's no low key, there's no shade, there's no anything. You know what happens when you interact with other players? You learn from them. You learn about their work ethic and what they do. Hell, everybody's talked about that in that locker room, about learning from Jimmy Butler. Is that an insult to themselves? It's like, oh, I I learned how to work even harder having a guy like Jimmy in there. Did they just throw shade at themselves? Like, that's what players do. You interact over the summer, and you figure out what makes them tick. It's like, oh, okay, this is how you do it. This is what you add to your routine. This is how I get a certain coach that can help me me take my game to another level. That's all it is. There's no, oh, that guy is lazy. That guy doesn't know how to work. He better go and learn from 19, 20-year-old Tyrese Halliburton how to work. It's the select team. What's he going to do? Like Tyler Hero's is already more accomplished than half those guys. At least, well, who's he learning from? He's he's learning a, a, from the Olympians. Okay, he's already played against him. He's already played with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. There's no learning more. Like he, maybe he can add something from Jason Tatum's bag of tricks or Devin Booker's bag of tricks. But it's it's not it's not this otherworldly comment where you're kind of looking at it and saying, oh, he was insulting him, questioning him his work ethic. There's no low-key shade here. It's the boredom of the offseason, and it's getting to us already, and it's ridiculous. Quite frankly, I am frustrated and fed up, and I think some of you are too. I've got a question that came in from Billy, and I'll answer that in the next segment. But first, let me tell you a little bit about the Michelob Player of the Week. Look, for me, it has to be none other than Tyler Hero. I'm going to give it to him. I, I, I think it's only fair that with all the all the crap he has to see. Like somebody wrote, look, Black uh, Sports Online, and I am sorry if I'm misquoting the name there. B is so. Black Sports Online, I think is what it's called. they turn into a major aggregation site. That's more like TMZ.com. Posting some, again, misinformation that Tyler's girlfriend had broken up with Tyler. That cheating is a choice or something she may have posted God knows however long ago. And so Tyler has to respond by showing a picture of his now pregnant girlfriend shooting baskets at the, I'm sorry, FDX arena. Because you know what? They're still together. And I don't see that it's any of our business whether they broke up or not. Like she's pregnant. God hope for a healthy baby and that's all that really matters. You know, it doesn't really matter what the status of the relationship is, whether she got the bag or not, all the other kind of ridiculous craziness that people have been talking about regarding Tyler and his girlfriend, everything else. And it's just for Tyler, a guy that works so hard, he just wants to enjoy the game. Just like we all want to enjoy a nice cold Michelob Ultra, you know, just refresh, get uh, relaxed, enjoy the process of sitting down there. And for Tyler, look, he's putting in the work. We've seen it. And I think it's so. Again, refreshing to just watch Tyler be able to handle all this outside noise because it is so ridiculous. And I think you know he's he's handled his business as well as you could expect for a young player and person. And I think he's going to continue to enjoy the game. Why? Because he puts in the work. Because he puts in that effort. Look, El little ultra. Look, I've told you about it before. You should know by now. Only two point six carbs. Only ninety five calories. It's a great light, refreshing beer. You love the taste. You love the feeling of enjoying a nice cold Michelob Ultra, and and to me, it's kind of just like watching Tyler continue to thrive under all these adverse circumstances. Enjoyment might not be the end game; it's the whole game, and I think Tyler understands that because he is enjoying his process. He is an NBA star at 21 years of age, and I think that's something worth hanging on to and noting. Miami Heat are out of the playoffs, but the road to the finals still continues. And our coverage is brought to you by Mikkel Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. (laughs) One thing I don't enjoy is the Tyler Hero slander. And I think a lot of people are fed up, as fed up as I am. And look, I'll debunk the whole reporting of it. I I, I don't like challenging fellow reporters. I, I don't like questioning what they're talking about or everything like that because I think it's disingenuous. You hear one f- quote or phrase out of context. And again, look, like all of us, we're all in it. We're all competing here. As much as we all like to be very happy for each other and each other's success and everything else like that, the reality is we're also competing to some degree. And you have to put something out there that's going to get your attention. Something like, oh, I don't know, that Tyler Hero is likely to get traded in the next week or so. I get it. I get it. But the slander goes a little too far because it gets it gets a little bit built up. And I'm not exactly sure why fans in particular are hating on Hero. But Billy, uh, a longtime listener, writes in a great question. And I've condensed it somewhat just so it'll be easier. It's a little bit long, but I think it's worth reading its entirety. He writes, I'm getting sick of quote-unquote heat Twitter hating on Tyler. Hero increases points, rebounds, and assists, and he did. This is an aside from me. He did also increase all those things. Also, to continue the question, he did a great job increasing his percentage at the rim to about 67% while taking what I thought were more difficult shots with defenses aware of him as a shooter and with a swagger that you can't let catch fire. He shot 2% worse from three with a near identical percentages last season from the corner. Plus, with the pressure of dealing with the trade rumors and no offseason. Like, I get it. Fans just believed he would jump to all-star status all of a sudden, but he didn't regress any. Like, how quickly they all forget it essentially took Bam until Jimmy got here to make that leap for franchise player status. I've seen people say he's already washed and he's not a quote-unquote Heat player. Give the kid some slack. Most sophomores actually regress during their sophomore slump. Tyler just didn't make the unrealistic jump to a top-20 player. I'm sure there are many teams that would love to take a clutch second-year player who hit 37.5% from three-point range and is on his way to developing into a 20-point-per-game player within the course of his rookie deal. Couldn't have said it better myself, Billy. Thanks so much for sending in that question, and and I agree 100%. I just I'm not sure exactly where it it turned. Like I, I've mentioned this before, I think you know Tyler. Was as beloved by your casual Heat fans or those fans that go to America Airlines Arena, what was once America Airlines Arena, everybody living and dying with each shot, you know, the the slow moan building up as he, you know, steps back with a dribble and then releases that step back jumper. There were exciting moments within Tyler's first season. And I think that's part of it too. Is that one, not only did he may have taken a slight Slight regression in terms of his output this season. But without the fan experience, I feel like Miami Heat fans kind of forgot that excitement of watching Tyler. Like you're watching on TV and you're watching him set back with that dribble. You're watching him make a, an off pass, maybe struggle in that starting lineup, and maybe you get a little bit more frustrated. It wasn't quite the same excitement from the year prior, his rookie season, watching a 19-year-old thrive alongside Jimmy Butler. When the expectations for the team, not just for Tyler, but for the team, were much lower. Everybody forgets that when Jimmy's first season here, nobody saw Eastern Conference Finals champs on that roster. Not even within the Heat organization. Nobody saw Jimmy's addition and said, oh... He's going to put it together. We've got thirty-four-year-old Goran Dragic, Myers, Leonard's trade, you know, his contract, you know, to to you know to move Hassan Whiteside, Dion Waiters was floundering, James Johnson wasn't you know, struggling, he was benched as his role. All these things happened first season. Justice Winslow, did we forget about that? Nobody had Eastern Conference champs last year. They exceeded expectations, and Tyler was a big part of that. And so this season, again, with the shortest off season in NBA history, somehow Tyler was expected to make this huge leap. And I think again, part of it was because of the whole lack of a fan experience that you can't quite appreciate what Tyler does because he's making that play. He doesn't, it just doesn't sing the way it does in person. I think that's a big part of it. You can't just say, "Yo, that kid, that kid, Tyler. He's got a lot of spunk to him. He's got a lot of fire. All the kids, all the things that Miami Heat fans say." You know, instead of just watching this kid and go, what the hell kind of dumbass pass was that? How did he miss that shot at the rim? Why is he taking that shot? Et cetera, et cetera. It's not quite the same. I don't know. Something turned there in between year one and year two, and I can't quite understand it. And and to Billy's point, again, there was no regression. In fact, there was a slight improvement. Slight improvement. And that's fine. That's perfectly fine. I just don't see why people are turning on him. And I think... To the original reporting regarding his chances of being traded, yeah, Tyler is probably viewed as your team's best asset, and maybe that's a problem. Maybe there's a still misinformation to this day. Bleacher Report on a Monday, July 5th, posting some ridiculous—I ha- I don't click on that crap because, you know what, I don't, I don't want to give them the advertisement, you know, half a penny or whatever it is that they get off of my click, but I see enough of it being disseminated on Twitter where I know that they're still, even months later— misreporting and misrepresenting the fact that miami wasn't willing to include x in exchange for james harden that still to this day they're misreporting what happened I look i had a reporter friend of mine you know asked me today i can't believe that they believe this much entirely that they wouldn't trade it for james and i said what are you talking about like that was never on the table." They was they would have thrown Tyler, Tyler's girlfriend, Tyler's mom in there if they could have. Like they, they'll trade anybody to acquire James Harden. It didn't matter because they didn't get the draft collateral. They didn't have it. They don't have it. That's on the front office. That's on the front office. You can't say that, oh, they were unwilling to trade, you know, 19, 20-year-old James Harden. I mean 20-year-old Tyler Hero for James Harden. It was they didn't have a first round pick, you know, three years out of the next five. That's what the problem was. And so that's, I can't believe that we're still harping on this as if the Miami Heat front office, you know, made a huge mistake in over evaluating Tyler here. I, again, I think it was a snarl. I think there is, as you all know this. Like, I, it's so funny how this perspective changes. But even as I'm t- talking about this, you know that 29 other teams hate on Miami, right? And so when they see this 20-year-old punk white kid snarling at LeBron James in the finals, all of a sudden their hatred is going to be directed at him, right? When did he stop being your guy? Like he, you, everybody loved him in year one, and now all of a sudden everybody wants to package him away for a, a bag of vanilla wafers. I, I, what's going on here? Like where did we turn on Tyler here? Why did we turn on him? And by we, I mean all of you because I haven't. Honestly, I, I feel like he's been fine. He's not as great as maybe some people, including myself, might have expected him to be after one year, but I think that growth will still be there. Like The things he can do are impressive. Maybe it's that he's white. I mean, that's a a genuine possibility. He doesn't look, quote-unquote, like your typical NBA player, so maybe, I don't know, maybe you expected more out of him. I, I honestly have no idea. I think there's an overinflation of what he can do, to some degree, following his rookie season, I think the snarl pissed off a lot of people. Kind of seemed like again more punk behavior from Miami, a city that is hated by and large by you know the rest of the United States. I'll remind you because of the University of Miami, because of the Miami Heat, because of the Big Three, because of this, that, and the other. Like you go anywhere else and you view Miami pretty badly, and I think you all forget that to some degree. And so, of course, all this, all this, this white kid who is acting bigger than his britches and is snarling at LeBron James during the finals, he's going to be directed some some hatred towards. And again, without the fan experience, now all of a sudden, everybody kind of just piles on Tyler. There's the fact that still to this day, people are misinformed about whether or not Tyler would or would not have been included in a trade for James Harden. There's the constant trade talks. There's the fact that Tyler didn't go off for – 50-point outings that he didn't have the kind of monstrous scoring that a second-year, 20-year-old is supposed to have. I, I I don't know what the expectations were. I think his season was fine. It may not have been incendiary, but it was pretty damn good. And, and still, I just don't know what the expectations are. I don't know why. Even now, even now when he is actually putting in the work, when he has been recognized as being one of the better young players in the country by being added a, a hell of an honor, On the select team, to be part of Team USA—that's a huge honor—and somehow we're just—we're doubting him, we're trashing him. I don't get it. I don't know why the hatred is being directed at him. I think it's an honest question a lot of people have to ask themselves because I just don't see it. I don't. The guy has been fine off the court. Is it? Was it too much? Was it you know the fact that he was asked to be part of a video for Jack Harlow? Was that something that pissed people off? Was it the fact that he had a sponsorship deal with Chipotle or his cereal brand or anything else like that? Like, why why would you begrudge him building his brand at 20? He's 20. The average NBA career is four and a half years. He's played two of them already. Give him a break. A knee injury away from never playing basketball again, and all of a sudden you guys are going to say, "Well, why'd you get that extra twenty five thousand dollars from Chipotle or whatever it is?" Like, how much money do you think he's getting on these, you know, sponsorship deals to have the the Tyler Hero cereal, you know, which was basically frosted, uh, what was it, Fruit Loops? That's what it was. You know what? What is this? Why? Why are we bagging on Tyler Hero? Because I don't get it. I'm I'm confused, and I've asked this before. Write me. Email me, DM me, tell me why you hate Tyler. Is it because of the snarl? Is it because he's white? Because he weighs 170 pounds, soaking wet? I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know where the the, the problem is. The expectations? I, I I can talk you off the ledge if you want me to. I can explain my point of view better than maybe I am doing on this podcast because I'm I just I'm confused about why people think this is a problem. Why he is a problem. But you know what? I'll talk about that a little bit more because I'll go out again on a limb and say he's not getting traded because I don't think there's any point in trading him. And I'll explain that why in the next segment. But first, let me tell you a little bit about bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You can place a bet on whether Tyler Hero gets traded or not, and uh, I'm curious to see how that pays out. Baseball season is full swing. You can track all the action at bet online, get the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and of course, UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, Head over to BetOnline Online, your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts, and don't forget to use the promo code LockedOn. And just a reminder that this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models. It's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why go there and have them ask you all these questions just so they can find the part that you're looking for in a computer? You've got access to computers at home or in your pocket. So go to rockauto.com, a family-owned business that's been serving customers online for 20 years. Why spend more there? rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody. So go explore their easy-to-use website today and find a solution to your auto parts needs. And then go to rockauto.com. See other parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in a section that says, how did you hear about us so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliability, low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. July 19th the ultimate mock draft 2021 is presented by locked on and odyssey featuring analysis from the goat of nba mock drafts chad ford and odyssey nba experts brian scalabrine and former general manager ryan mcdonough our locked on nba local experts will make selections and trades for your favorite basketball teams throughout this week-long special event search the ultimate mock draft 2021 on the new odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you, that's A U D A C Y Odyssey. Well, if you want something to listen to, uh, you know, maybe maybe pay attention to this because, uh, again, I I am not providing inside information. I am not saying that I have spoken to anybody within the Heat front office or anything like that. I will not be using sources or sources or any kind of. Uh, iteration of that term to indicate that I have been spoken to about Tyler Hero and what people in the front office think about him. But I will say that if there is a eighty percent chance of you trading away said player, then the best thing that you could possibly do is not have that player trashed in the media by your front office the people that you're giving this information out to by his teammates or by anybody else. Like what does it behoove the Miami heat to say that Tyler sucks either. Okay. Here's two things. Either you're an idiot or an idiotically run franchise, which the heat clearly aren't. And you trash your you know best asset and, significantly lower their value like if you're going to start putting out there that oh you're concerned about how they do, how he do, he conducts his business off the floor that he's got too many off the court interests that he's you know got caught uh with his hand in the cookie jar with his pregnant girlfriend or whatever ridiculous bullshit people are talking about over the last couple of days if if this is hum- something that you really think why would you put that out there in the hopes of what L- lowering whatever trade value he has like if you're sacramento and you've already got a problem with whatever players you have on your roster why would you trade better assets or other assets in order to acquire a player like tyler hero who apparently has questionable work ethic think about that like who does that you know like you're gonna sell a car right ah you know it can never stay on It, it shuts down in the middle of traffic sometimes the radio doesn't work The seats don't go back. There's this particular odor coming from the back there. I don't know what it is. But yeah, can you buy it for $50,000, please? (laughs) Who does that? That's why I think this is complete bullshit. Now, the flip side of that is if you're doing this and you're leaking this information to people that you know will put it out there... It's for the sole purpose of inspiring Tyler and lighting a fire under him. And I've seen this spoken to many times, and I've talked about it before. The unfortunate militaristic approach within the Heat organization of tearing a player down and then rebuilding them in their Heat image. You know, that maybe they have legitimate concerns, as they have had throughout Pat Riley's tenure. Pat Riley doesn't suffer no fools. He does not like you being, you know, distracted by off-the-court shit. That's just a reality. He does not want you, you know, focus too much on chasing women or you know chasing marketing opportunities or whatever it is that players get into and have gone into historically throughout NBA history. That's that's just not something he's interested in. Look, he knows it happens. He was there in the damn 80s. Like, you know, he wa- coaching the Lakers at the best nightclub in Los Angeles at the Fabulous Forum, that, you know, the things that happened there under Pat Riley's watch – he turned the other cheek, and he did not. He did not look too closely, because he had to. Because if not, he was going to alienate guys like Magic and everybody else in that roster. But the reality is, there was a lot of shit going on, and he had to accept it one way or the other. I mean, look, uh, the the Knicks were no angels. Alonzo Mourning and Tim Hardaway certainly no angels either. Like, I mean, things happen, but at the same time, internally, I think the Heat liked defining themselves by a team as a team. Of individuals that is working together towards a common goal and is focused almost primarily or completely on basketball. And I don't think that's realistic in today's world. I think there's just too much going on. I think you're you're I mean, players like Shane Battier don't just live breathe basketball, they have lives off the floor, you know. They they have other external interests. And I think it's important to to build those up. I, I think you know that's the reality. You, you know it, whether it's your your curiosity about wine or cuisine or something else. If you're a foodie like Kelly Olenek was, you know these things should be encouraged because your you know overall quality of life impacts your level of a basketball playing ability. So that's that's an aside here. I just I don't necessarily agree. Well, that's why I'm not in the military. I'll say this. I, I don't want to get rebuilt by anybody. I, I like who I am, and I took the time to build myself in the image that I liked, and so I'm going to stick with it. I don't like any organization telling me how to do things or tearing me down. You know, It worked for them. It works for them. People know what they're getting into when they go to the Miami Heat. That's just the reality. Maybe Tyler did it. You know, again, he was 19 years old, but I think he understood. And again, all of last year, we're hearing – Great things from Jimmy, from Bam, from the organization. What a hard worker he is. He's a core player. He's this, that, and the other. All positives. Somehow, again, in a season when nobody had locker room access and every comment that was made to all of us was via Zoom, somehow it's been distorted into, well, Jimmy doesn't really think highly of Tyler anymore. Bam questions his work ethic. There's rumblings within the organization that there's sincere... Doubt about whether Tyler can continue to function as a heat player and on and on. Again, to that point I made earlier this segment, why trash your only asset if you intend to trade him? If there is, again, almost an 100% chance that you're going to trade him this offseason, why trash him? So again, the flip side, as I was hinting at, is that you're trying to light a fire under his ass. So you're trying to tell him there are no, no not so subtle ways. Tyler, cut the shit. Leave the cereal on the Chipotle, you know. Stop hanging out with a girlfriend. Don't do all this stuff. Forget about the rap videos. Just put in the work. Like we're already seeing videos of him boxing and looking significantly more muscular. I will say now, maybe that's just you know Muscle Watch as every off season kind of shows. Maybe it's just a temporary something you know that he's put on some weight here and there. But maybe it's working. Who knows? I I just they're not trading Tyler Hero. That's it. That's the point. They're not trading Tyler Hero. You can't. You're not going to get a superstar for him. I don't think any team out there – now, even as I'm saying this, I have to hedge my bets, right, because I can only imagine at some point in the next two months they wind wind up trading Hero for Bradley Beal and then everybody say, ha, I told you, we knew it all along. It's like, yeah, it's because it's Bradley Beal. If they trade Tyler Hero, it's not because they're upset with Tyler Hero. It's because they want Bradley Beal, and their only chance of getting Bradley Beal is to add, you know, throw Tyler Hero in a package there. So that's what I'm, I'm basically getting at. It's not even necessarily whether they trade him or not. Every player in the Heat organization, including Bam Adebayo, and probably with the exception of Jimmy Butler, is tradable. Now, I don't know what kind of value you'd get for Bam Adebayo, but they were talking about trading Chris Bosh in 2011— and he was a pretty good player. So again, I, I just I think every player has always been tradable. That's just a reality. Maybe you hang on to a particular guy like Dwayne. You don't you're not willing to trade Dwayne, I think. You're not willing to trade Zoe before him. You know maybe you're not willing to trade Jimmy now because he brought your franchise to being relevant again. But what in the hell reason would you trade Tyler Hero for unless it's to acquire a superstar? If that's the case, well, sure. I make It makes perfect sense. But not because you don't like Tyler Hero's work ethic or all the other reporting bullshit that we've been hearing over the last few months. There's no stress between Tyler and the front office. There can't be. And if there is, then why report it? Like who? who's, what front office person had the bright idea of saying, you know what? We don't like Tyler. We're going to let ex-reporter put out there that we don't like Tyler and that we don't like his work ethic so that he can understand why he's going to get traded. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense, okay? It doesn't make any sense. Either a reporter or reporters are being used as sources of information to leak this stuff out purposely, and that happens all the time. And if that's the case, then just, again, for all of you listening, Tyler Hero is not getting traded because he's disliked by the front office or because there's any reason to question his work ethic or anything he does. If he gets traded, it's only because you're getting another superstar in exchange. And that's what ultimately matters, that you're giving up on a 21-year-old player that could eventually become an all-star because you're acquiring a surefire, already current all-star. That's it. It's not because Tyler sucks or because he's not willing to do the work or because you have a problem with anything he does off the floor. So if the Heat don't have any problem with the things he does off the floor, and they don't, then why should you? Just a reminder that you can always reach me via email at LockedOnHeat at gmail.com or via Twitter using the hashtag AskHelloHeat. Be sure to please subscribe to the show and leave a review. Special thanks to all of our sponsors for supporting today's show, and thanks to all of you. This is David Remill signing off for now.
1: Sign up and download Grammarly for free at grammarly.com slash podcast. That's grammarl dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done.